0: with the Attorney General. Go Agents
1: to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter.
0: Faithful All idea- right, folks, that is the, eternal, the, the, the Attorney General of the United States of America there. Welcome to Gamcast for August twelfth, twenty twenty-two. It is a beautiful sunny day. It has been raining a lot, but we've got some sun today. Dry all that out. Hope you're having great weather where are you are. We have a ton of things to talk about. Um we're going to continue to talk about the Trump warrant. We've got some new information we're going to bring you up to speed. I'm going to give you my theory about what's going on here. Somebody wants to know if Trump will be arrested. We'll get to that. Um, In fact, we've got uh, O'Reilly spoke to one of Trump's attorneys that was present during the uh, execution uh, of the warrant. You'll want to stick around for that. I'm going to talk about the Fauci effect. What in the world is a Fauci effect? Anyway, and a ton of other things. We're really loaded for bear. Again, I got a ton of windows open again. Hopefully we will not suffer from the technical difficulties that we've uh, suffered from. Now, folks, you heard the Attorney General. He has now come out and said he authorized it. We're probably going to hear, I've got two bites for him, from him. We're going to probably hear him say that, but I want you to listen. The, the The Did you hear him there? The public interest. Are you out of your mind? How did you not think there was going to be public interest, right? Why'd you seal it in the first flipping place, right? You knew there was going to be public interest, right? If he signed off on this, he had to know what he was doing. Now, there are a couple of theories out there that are being flooding around, right? Um, one of them is that um, they're they're just trying to, um, and, I, and I mentioned this uh, yesterday, but they're, they're just trying to fundraise all of this. Another one is that they're trying, which that's definitely true. This is def, look, Trump, Folks, we'll get to that in a moment. If you don't think this is, I mean, it's raising money for Trump, but they don't care about that. They want to raise the money for them. That's a lot of what their 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 game is nowadays. It's all about raising the funds, getting people to give them money, 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 money that they spend. And they do it on their friends. They launder the money back through themselves. I mean, folks, I could sit here, I could do a whole show on the fact that Nancy Pelosi, when she got went to the House, she was worthless. She's now worth over a couple hundred million dollars. When the Clintons got into the White House, they were worthless. They're now worth a couple hundred million dollars. Folks, this isn't by accident that they're able to do this stuff, folks. And part of the way they're able to do it is to create, make politics into a clown show so that everybody just gives you money over, they don't like, they're emotionalized, they don't like what's going on. But anyway, so a lot of what's going on here with Garland. If you're watching this on the YouTubes or the Rumbles, that's great because you can see his expression. He, you, his body language is terrible here. I think he's been put out as the fall guy. I, 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 I fully believe that he knew what was going on. I don't know that he actually appreciated the blowback that he was going to get. Um, and again, folks, you got to understand, there's been a lot of logicking. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not misspeaking in the English language. I'm doing this for effect. I understand the English language, but you can't, I say this all the time. You can't logic with these people. And I used to say it a lot back in the old podcast days We've several times we played a bit from the old movie, um, Nighthawks, the great Sylvester Stallone and Billy Dee Williams. And it's about two, uh, I think they're in New York city, but the two New York city street cops, they get brought over to go into an elite terrorism unit and the guy spends the whole movie going stop with this stuff about you know chasing criminals they're terrorists they don't think like that you got to learn to think how they think if you want to understand modern politics today folks you got to learn to think how the leftists think and they don't think the way we think they don't think logically if you're logicing, you're losing and you're trying to understand them Right. And another thing, these folks, and we're going to get to the reaction I've said before, and now we've we've had enough percolation. We know only one Democrat that I know of or maybe a couple others, but very few of the mainstream media or Democrats. And I understand I repeat myself, repeat myself, but have come out. Now Andrew Cuomo, to his credit, he did. He said, hey. If this is not immediately released, if it's not transparent, if the reasons aren't are, aren't given, it's gonna it's gonna undermine everything we're doing, including January six or, or words to that effect. I was gonna pull it up, but I got I got too many windows. as It is, and I'm I don't want my computer to crash. I got to figure out how to get more memory on this thing or something. But anyway, so uh, we now see that it they ate it up, and folks, that's part of what's going on here. Whoever cooked up this cockamamie idea. Right. And I don't know that we'll ever know. But whoever came up with this idiotic idea, part of the reason they came up with it is they're emotional. They don't think through things. So they don't have the ability to go. If we do this, we'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. They're just all trying to create a narrative. Right. Number two, they never hear from anybody. There was a time when they would have a couple of people in the room. Merrick Garland would have been one of them, by the way, folks, I'm going to explain that in a minute. But they'd have people in the room that would kind of toss it. You know, I, yeah, yeah. a former president, it's never been done. I mean, it's just going to be a furor. I mean, I, I, I know we can overcome it, but is it really, is, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze here? I, I would just be careful. What? Like people will, they'll, they'll, they'll question us? Really? I mean, they would have had somebody. Now, that everybody at the table, they, they've created this environment. And it, it got on steroids under Obama. And you have to remember, Obama was elected in 2008. OK, he took office in 2009, but all that 2008 phenomenon about hope and change and all this crap, it took a couple years for people to start, you know, him to start bringing that leftism on steroids into the Democrat Party. But it only took a few years and they got rid of anybody that would be the one to be like, ah, you know, I, I have friends that are Republicans and they say this. Oh, really? They say this. They say that. It doesn't work that way anymore. So, you know, whatever they cooked up there, Merrick Garland was going to go along with it. And he probably didn't even appreciate how bad it was. Anyway, let's listen to a little bit more of Merrick Garland because this is, I mean, folks, in addition to the fact that really all that matters here is that some Democrats need to object, which hasn't happened. The independents really need to go against them in droves, which so far from what I've seen from the polling hasn't happened. I see a lot of conservatives slash Republicans slash constitutional, whatever you want to call them, voices out there saying, oh, this is bad. It's backfired. Not, no, I'm not seeing that. And I've been looking at the polls, and the independents, eh? They're against it, but only about 58, 59, 60 percent. This ought to be 99 to nothing from the independents and the Republicans. I understand the Democrats are lost, but you know, when you, when the independents are going, well, I mean, you know, maybe there's something. I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of don't like it, but you're, you're lost. So anyway, let's listen to more of Merrick Garland. And I want you to imagine that if you're Merrick Garland, you've done this. And again, either you knew or you didn't know. I'm guessing they didn't have any idea because they don't have anybody in the room to tell them and they don't think about these kinds of things anymore. They don't think about the rule of law. I want you to, once it's known to you, people go, oh my God. You mean if I go after a citizen and I show up with 30 people with guns and badges, I pull people out of a person's home. You understand? This is where he lives, where he plays with his children, right? There's all this stuff, right, from the Godfather. They went there, right? Now... They see the fervor and they're, they're sort of like they're looking at them like, oh, that's weird. Wow. Oh, you're not happy. Oh, interesting. What would you do when you were saying, let me go to the microphone? What would you do? Would you do something like this? So the rule of law
1: is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly without fear or favor under my watch. That is precisely what the Justice Department is doing.
0: Now, folks, the entire cycle of this week that I missed early on because I was out of town has been about nothing but this. That's all the Republicans are talking about. That's It's this rule of law. That, I mean, that's the whole basis, right? No, no one is. I mean, there there are some. But the, the main thrust is not, well, you're, you're going after Trump or, well, this is just a witch hunt. I mean, all that. But the main thrust is, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, there's lots of ways you could have gotten the documents. I've already walked you through that. There's other things you could have done. I've already walked you through that. Right. You just showed up and, and it gets worse. And he has the nerve to get up there and talk about the rule of law. Let me translate that for you, folks. Let me translate you that for you. Here's what he's saying. He's really saying. I tell you what the rule of law is, you peasant. Don't you dare come question what I do. That's how you interpret that. Right? At least that's how I interpret it. Right? That's what he's saying. Rules law what I say it is. The law is what I say it is. That's what he's saying.
1: All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption.
0: Anyway, he gave another statement. He went on. Let's listen to that one a little bit.
1: Federal law, longstanding department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time.
0: Now, folks, he just looked into the camera and said that with a straight face. All right. Now, after he said, before he said this, and then after he said this, it was leaked to the Times and the Post and or both all in between. Folks, let me just go ahead and get to this Merrick Garland thing. I want to give you. I want to give you three names for real quick, real simple. But you, you can, you can, you can shuffle them in as you like. Merrick Garland, Chuck Schumer, Eric Swalwell. Okay, think about that. All right. Mayor Garland, it, I honestly, I, from what I've seen of him, he kind of showed up on the scene when he got that nomination for the Supreme Court. Other than that, he really hadn't been much of anything to, to look at. But that that's when he showed up big big time. He was supposedly the moderate, you know, and he had a reputation. I think he was on the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, if, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, which covers Virginia and some other areas above D.C. But look, it, it, it doesn't matter. He basically was a federal court judge. He'd been a long standing guy, been in there, he paid his dues, and he pitched as a moderate. I think most people understood him to be liberal not just completely leftist not completely kind of a Stephen breyer type of guy and you know he didn't need to be on the Supreme Court and he certainly would have tilted the court to the left but I don't think he was going to be any rabble rouser or any sort of person that was going and really to move the needle right so I think a guy like Merrick Garland if you put him into a system he's going to basically find the equilibrium of the system and do it right now so that's, that's that's the kind of guy I think it's fine to have him or her in a system that we have. He's fine. Then you have a guy like Chuck Schumer. I've had Chuck Schumer in the can. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to him today. We'll see. I only have 40 minutes. But um, Chuck Schumer, he's a little bit more of a rabble rouser than Garland. He's kind of going to push the limits a little bit, you know, and he's going to do things. He's always been a little bit more left and are willing to break rules and move things, Right. He's not Harry Reid, but, you know, he can see Harry Reid from where he is. Then you have the Swalwells or the Nancy Pelosi's or the uh, AOC's, these types of people. They lack compunction completely. They shouldn't be anywhere near the seat of power, right? Because all they do, they literally come to you. They take power. They steal money. They enrich themselves. And they don't care about doing anything you know, to even bother to benefit you with it. I mean, FDR kind of did that. But, you know, he brought running water and electricity to the Appalachians. I mean, you know, OK, I'm giving you something in exchange. Right. And now the, the government bargain is no, no longer there. And the reason I tell you all that is to tell you this. OK, people like Pelosi that have ruined the system, they've brought the Garlands and the Schumers along with them. That's the problem. Garland would have never done this. Not in—I don't believe in a million years he would have done that. They—they they would have gone to his office if it hadn't been for the Pelosi's of the world, the Swalwells of the world, the AOCs of the world, right? Those types of people, and they—they they would have said, "Sir, you know, we really think he has these things." And he would have said, "No, no, no, um, issue a subpoena. Go uh, the process I told you about the other day. Go to a court. Tell the court he's in a—you know—he's not following the subpoena. We really need." to have a hearing in front of the people. And, you know, if you've done all those things, come back to me in a couple of months after you've done all that. And if he still hasn't complied, you know, we'll talk. But that's what he would have done. But in this system, he does exactly what they ask him to do because he knows what he has to do. He knows who runs the system. And that's the problem with the modern Democrat Party. A guy like Garland, he would have been a fine New Dealer. Right. In the 1980s, 1990s, he would have been fine. It's only in this system where people like him who know what they're doing is wrong will go out and do it anyway. Right. And then, I mean, talk about the idea here that he's trying to defend this thing the day after. But anyway, he continues. There are, however, I just don't. ah, Golly. All right. This is the problem with being live, folks. I'm going to have to start keeping this open because my anyway. Um, I know there's some of you out there that enjoy hearing this, and there's some of you that are just like stick to the issues. So anyway, sorry.
1: Certain points I want you to know.
0: Okay, what do you first, need just to know?
1: I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second
0: Okay, it- first I don't necessarily believe that. I, I I think it's highly likely he's the fall guy and that he's now like basically in other words. I don't think he was fully aware of it. I think somebody might have said, "Sir, um, we're going to be um, doing some things at Mar-a-Lago and this and that, and you know, you're okay with that." Yeah, yeah, just continue as you need to. I, I don't know that he knew wh- what they were going to do, but at this point, he's coming out; he's the fall guy. Doesn't really matter either way.
1: Department does not take such a decision lightly.
0: Okay. Mm, all right. So you did it on purpose. All right.
1: Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means. As an alternative to a search, and to narrowly scope.
0: Okay, now I told you about that when I first talked about this on Wednesday. You heard me say it. If those of you who missed it, everywhere you get podcasts, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Rumble, you can watch them. I, I, I walked you right through what you would do. And again, he's 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 being truthful about that. Okay, that's true. why didn't you then? Again, you're not going to get an answer to that question. And you know, because of the mainstream media, you're not even going to question. That'd be the first question I'd ask him, sir. You say, why couldn't you in this instance? Won't even be asked.
1: Any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent... Un- now,
0: you heard the first two, okay? They had something to do with this. He doesn't explain it. He just says it. Notice he didn't do either of the things that he was supposed to do, right? He did, did take it lightly, apparently. He pissed off half the country, right? And he didn't take less intrusive means. He doesn't explain why. It's, just, it's our policy to take it seriously, and you, but we're not going to do it. Now, third, let me get to this.
1: ...attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the...
0: Anyway, you get it. Okay, and again, this is the loop. This is the environment we find ourselves, folks. Okay, I just translated for you a moment ago what he said. I tell you what the rule of law is. Let me translate this for you. Don't you dare. Don't you dare come talk to me. About what I tell you. This is Darth Vader from I think it was The Empire Strikes Back. I, one of the greatest scenes, and I, I can't do this stuff. Anymore. I loved it when we were doing the podcast, and I could play the scene for you. But now the the YouTube's will shut me down and stuff. If I do that. I just don't. I don't want to go through it. But there's a great scene where Lando Calrissian who cut a deal with Darth Vader. I forget what the deal was. I think if he gave him Luke Skywalker, he was going to let him keep his little floating planet or something. It doesn't really matter. It's been a while since I've seen it. Anyway, it's a great scene when Lando goes over to Darth Vader and says, you know, because I think basically he got Skywalker and then he was also taking over the planet or something. And he went to Skywalker and said, hey, you know, this wasn't our deal. And I I used to use this a lot in the context of explaining the law to people. And um, Darth Vader didn't miss a beat. He looks him dead in the eye and says, I'm changing our deal. You just better pray I don't decide to change it further. And and Lando, to his credit, you know the great Billy D. Williams said, "Oh, okay, we're done. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll be on my way. Thank you." Right. And I use that because a lot of people think with litigation, oh, I'm going to show them this document, or they have to admit this or this, and I have to explain to them, no, no, no. Most people aren't Darth Vader. Most people go, hey, this wasn't our deal. Oh, uh, sorry, Mister. Uh, Calrissian, you don't seem to understand but that was our deal when i said yes i really meant no and the code is when i say 500 it really means uh 200 and you see that's the way they, they don't do that human beings go and do what garland's doing to you right i mean it's unbelievable to me i tell you what the rule of law is how dare you question me or anybody i mean think about that is that what you would do right if that was you you'd go to the you'd go hat in hand and go look it might have been that, uh, you know, a mistake was made. We will get to the bottom of it. I assure you, everything was above board. It's all above board. I assure you, there's nothing to see here. Those of you that are upset, we we understand. You know, it was something like that, but he doesn't do any of that crap, right? And again, the, the, you can think, folks, when you see that and you get upset about it, first off, don't get upset. Don't break the law. Don't do anything wrong. But first and foremost, understand what we are, right? We're making people like that. Okay, that's how you create a Fauci, right? I don't think he would have done that on his own. I don't think, you know, Fauci, I don't know where he falls. He's probably a Schumer's type guy. I don't I know he's not an AOC or a Pelosi, but that's what we've created. We've created a government where good, you know, otherwise decent people become fiends. And it's just where we are. So um, uh, let me let me go ahead and get this to O'Reilly here real quick. So O'Reilly had on one of Trump's lawyers. Apparently she, drew, she drove up from Fort Lauderdale to be present while the FBI... Was conducting their um, unconstitutional and improper raid. Take a listen to this exchange. I'm like, there's something really important in here, and see if you catch it. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Okay. Well, if we had volume, it would help. Uh, why don't we have volume? I don't understand.
2: I say, yeah, and surprised. And he was caught by surprise, although he did know before. They're talking
0: about Trump here. Trump was caught by surprise of the subpoena
2: actual raid how long before the raid did he know it was going to take place
1: he knew when they were already on the property i don't know exactly when he was notified but he was notified before i was
2: okay uh but it wasn't the night before you didn't have any no. time or anything like that they just kind of showed up uh, um in general were the fbi respectful to you Lindsay halligan
1: yes they were
2: Okay, so they weren't abusive, they didn't yell at you or, or push you around? No, no, no. So let's get into then advancing this story. So this happened, okay? Uh, as far as you know and the Trump organization knows, um, is there any questionable material that you guys have been discussing on how to frame? If it if the Justice Department says, Hey, we found this, is that are those conversations underway?
1: No, I don't think that's a topic of conversation. There's nothing that they could have
2: found. Nothing has been brought to your attention that could be a deficit for Donald Trump at this point.
1: Nope. And we're, you know, the lack of transparency on the Department of Justice side is um,
2: really telling. We don't know
1: much more than the public does, honestly.
0: Now, did you hear that, folks? A little bit long. I, I should have cut that a little shorter. I apologize. We don't know much more than the public knows. Now, folks, that's bombshell. Bomb shell. And you heard Garland saying, We're working on uh unsealing it. Uh <clears throat> we gave it to the Times and the Post, but yeah. Okay. Give me a break. You didn't have to seal it in the first place. If you wanted it unsealed, it be unsealed, right? But Trump and those folks didn't have it. Now, the O'Reilly segment here, if you want to, it's called the No Spin News, August 11th, 2022. If you watch on YouTube, you can see it. If you listen to the podcast, August 11th, No Spin News. You can find it on YouTube. You and listen the whole 30 minutes of it. But essentially what, what she said was she was allowed to see it at a distance. She was not allowed to hold it. So they don't know much more than we do, right? Now, folks, you just heard the attorney general. That was today, I believe literally get up there and talk about the rule of law. The rule of law is you give the person the subpoena. You leave it with them. You leave the inventory. These people have got a lot of nerve, okay? And again, I just, again, I don't need agreement here. I just want clarity, right? They're not kidding around. Now, uh, getting real quickly here to what a lot of people are talking about, about how this is going to rile people up and it's really going to backfire. Folks, People that are telling you that are just wrong. This is just another in a long step of them moving towards communism and getting rid of the rule law, get rid of the constitution. It's just another thing. Let's just push the envelope. Have we, you know, you know, unprecedented basically describes the Biden administration. It's the continuation of the Obama administration, and they're just going past every single solitary uh, thing they can. So now, but former president political rival check that box check that box um ignoring lawyers check that box uh, no longer attorney client privilege check that box oh you get to see a warrant get rid of that i mean folks there are no consequences and they're just seeing how far can we push it and sooner or later I god bless i hope they're going to run into something and somebody's going to push back but i doubt it but anyway just i just said those of you who think that Oh, and by the way, I'm not going to spend time on this. Well, let's get to it in the consequence of this next thing. So one more thing on Trump. I hope this is the last thing because I really do want to get on this. God bless America. We're already 22 minutes in. I, I say this all the time. I really wanted to do a lot of things with this live stream slash podcast i can't do them because every day we spend all our time debunking the nonsense on their side so anyway so this is a uh a democrat influencer she's on twitter she's got five hundred thirty-five thousand followers and stuff and i just want you to oftentimes it's good i do this i read both sides i have all my life it's just it's just the way i'm wired it's gotten to the point where it's almost difficult to to read this stuff i mean i swear to you i'm not kidding The government's response about why they had to show up with 30 people and why they took stuff and why they had to do it the way they did it is it had something to do with the nuclear codes. Now, folks, you you know, I I think it was Voltaire that said, if you can get people to believe absurdities, you can get them to commit atrocities. And I remember hearing that a long time ago and I never have to never had to use it because I thought that's a pretty cool quote. Yeah, but, you know, you start living through this nonsense that starts to make a lot of sense then. It's like, oh, yeah, if I can get people to believe absurdities, then maybe I can get them. to. I mean, you know, I I would have thought Americans would never believe this. I mean, if you'd have told me that a former president, again, it shouldn't matter if it's president, but it does, and a political rival still, you know, got a career, that they would show up with 30 people armed, not let you see the warrant and haul off a bunch of stuff out of your home. I wouldn't have believed it 15 years ago. I would I, I would have said no. I don't believe it. I'm gonna have to see that. I, I I just I would not have believed it. Now it's mainstream, and a whole you know political party and a whole you know industry of the press is like eh, no big deal here, nothing to see here. But let's let anyway. Let's look through this real quick. So, um, and again, the nuclear codes, folks. They but this dispute's been going on for a year and a half. I've covered it several times on the podcast. Right. You don't wait a year and a half. It's the codes. All right. Also, you don't go and get a warrant from a court or something like that. If you got the nuclear codes, I got no problem with them taking a freaking battering ram and going and getting them. This isn't about nuclear codes. Anybody that believes that is an imbecile, literally an imbecile. But anyway, so, so let's read a couple of her tweets. We'll go through them. Will anyone be the least bit surprised if we learn Trump was selling nuclear secrets to our adversaries? Now this person has five hundred and thirty-five thousand followers, right? She tweeted that. She that makes a lot of sense to her. Now, let's assume, for the sake of the argument, right, that the nuclear codes or secrets or whatever, right, are able to be sold on the market, and you're going to get away with it. Trump is a billionaire. He makes he can go on to Twitter or true social, whatever, send a couple of tweets, go on to a podcast and make millions. And you tell me this person that is that wealthy already is going to flipping risk it by selling nuclear codes or secrets to our enemies. What? Why? What on God's green earth would he possibly do that for? I mean, it's idiotic. No, no, and again, this guy's a criminal. He's, he's almost 70-some-odd years old. He wants to run for president in 2024, and he's going to throw that all away for the, some idiotic idea that he's going to sell new nu- Not to mention, folks, do you think you can get your hot hands on codes and then be able to take them away and people not know? And then be, I just, anyway, all right. If this turns out to be what we think it is, any Republican who tries to defend this bleep, by the way, anytime you read leftists, there's a lot of cursing. I don't know what it is about them, but it's a lot of cursing going on out there. This blank needs to be kicked out of the blank government immediately. All right, well that's nice. So, okay, so not only are we going to defend what we did to Trump, but anybody who questions it got to be kicked out of the government. If you're sending money to the guy who very likely sold and or traded our nuclear secrets to the Saudis, you're going to need to take that never forget 911 bumper sticker off the back of your pickup. You fake patriot bleep I feel like selling nuclear secrets to our adversaries automatically erases anything someone may have done during their time in office. Look at you, Gorsuch's beer boy and freaky handmaiden lady. I don't even know who that is. She's now retweeting Aaron Rupart. Reminds me of when Trump pushed for the release of the transcript of his call with Zelensky, claiming it was perfect and it proved he had engaged in an impeachable extortion scheme. Okay, folks, there you go. That's the left. I, I kid you not. And I I had another tweet, I didn't decide not to use it, but they're literally the ones that said to us, or they say commonly to us, it, it makes me warm thinking about when the MAGA people get their marching orders of what to think. We're the ones, we're told what to think, but these people. I mean, she literally, they concoct this absurd tale of nuclear codes and she runs with it like it's gospel, but we're the ones, we're the cult. Anyway. I've had this in the can for a long time. Let me do it. This is uh, Chuck U. Schumer, shortly in, early in 2017, shortly after President Trump was sworn in. And just, I, I think it will speak for itself. Ray Ipsilokwitur in the Latin folks. Anyway.
1: But he's, he's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence Let me tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So... Even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What?
0: Yeah, now, folks, that, he said that. You, that's Chuck U. Schumer. Basically, they got six ways from Sundays to get back at you. This guy has just been sworn in to be the president of the United States. Now, again, I, I had Garland as basically the lower-level guy, just goes along to get along, decent guy, and otherwise decent system. He's a decent guy. Schumer's somewhere in the middle he's a problem. And let me tell you something, folks. And I'll tell you why. this is, n- I've never forgotten that as long as I've ever heard it. I remember shocked when I heard it. This guy's one of a hundred people elected to the Senate. And I i don't even care so much that he's scared of the FBI. Whatever. You can be scared of the FBI all you want. Okay. But to go on TV and say that? Really? And and, and again, he says it with like, well, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll get you. <laughs> they'll get you. Now, What have we also learned? It was shocking then for it was the idea that he knew about it and thought it was okay and thought that was governance. That that's governance to this guy. Okay. That's a dangerous individual that thinks that. All right. But set all that aside. Now, what have we learned? Right. We've learned that since that time in the five years, five and a half years, right. We've learned that the intelligence community has been doing just what he said. They've been going six ways to Sunday to get after Trump in this latest little stunt. Well, there you go. All right. So, um, Folks, I had this in the can for a while. We talk about our friend Mark Elias a lot. And I always tell you the Democrats, they have have a couple, two or three, you know, plays in the playbook. And this is one of them, okay? And so uh, Elias is famous for a lot of things. Mainly he's famous for being general counsel to pretty much every Democrat campaign for a long time. And he is the architect of using lawsuits to get the system rigged to favor Democrats. The most famous thing that he did that I can think of right now... Was he got everybody to change the voting laws in 2020 that made it Democrat friendly? He's continuing to do that. He was big, and we've talked about him before. He's the architect of trying to get the redistricting monked up so that instead of being able the Republicans being able to push it a little bit more toward the Republicans, it actually ends up being a little bit favorable to the Democrats. Right, the independent legislature doctrine, which he is in result of him. Because he's going to these states that write these rules, for example, on redistricting or these rules, for example, on voting. And he doesn't like it. So he runs to the Democrat-controlled Supreme Court or he runs to the Democrat-controlled executive. Somebody likes compulsion and just rough rides over the law. And now all of a sudden, voila, the voting rights or the district is Democrat-friendly. And the Supreme Court's going to end up looking at that going, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. The Constitution says the legislature decides. Here's how you do it. You win the legislature, then you decide. If you don't, you don't, right? But anyway, and it's all a reaction to him because he's one of these people that he'll go and look. That's why there are people like the guy who issued the warrant. I say this all the time. Biden's been putting radical upon radical upon radical on the bench and in other places. The reason he puts those people, the reason Kamala has broken so many ties, folks, is because so many crazy, you, you, how crazy do you have to be right? That you can't get Susan Collins. You can't get Milktose Mitt Romney. You can't get Leister Murkowski. I could go on. Folks, Garland got 20 Republicans. He got 70 flipping votes to be confirmed to the, the attorney general. You know why they don't want a Garland? They don't want a Schumer. They want a Swalwell. They want an AOC. They want a Pelosi. Problem is, nowadays, that person's got a track record. So think about that. Anyway, I digress. We shall see. But um, i me read this for you and then we'll move on. I seem to have turned into the right wing's favorite lawyer to throw into any election conspiracy that requires a Jewish cabal. Now, folks, I was a little surprised because, you know, I don't like Mark Elias. I think what he's doing is extremely damaging for the country. I've spoken about it a lot of times on this live stream. I've written about it on our Substack channel. OK, I, he's not a good guy. I did not think he was a coward. I, did, I, I really didn't. I mean, he gets in there. He fights hard. You know, you got to roll the punches. For him to now claim it's somehow because he's Jewish. But again, that's what happens. And I want you to understand a lot of what's going on here. So let's go back to this whole raid that happened down there. So they break the law. They act in an unconstitutional manner. They shred the rule of law. And then what do they do? How dare you question me? How, right? And that's what he's doing. They turn it around on you. And I mean, listen, folks, I hate it, but it's effective. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about this a couple days ago, but Pelosi, um, turns out her son went on the trip there to Taiwan and other places in Asia. And uh, she got asked a question. Take a listen. There are some
1: reports that your son was on this trip with you. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. His role? his role was to be my escort. Um, usually, Uh, We we invited spouses. Not all could come, but I had him come, and I was very proud that he was there, and I'm thrilled, and it was nice for me. Did he have any business dealings? No, he did not. Of course he did not.
0: Oh, no, he didn't have any business dealings. Of course he did not. Of course he did. How dare you ask me that? Of course he did not. Now, folks, set aside whether he had business dealings, and look, come on. If he didn't have business dealings, why'd he go? (laughs) Okay? All right? And again, if he didn't have business dealings before he went, I guarantee he did after he went. Not to mention it's already been revealed that he's in the same. He's in the chips industry. He's in the computer industry. They just passed the CHIPS Act and all this stuff. I mean, come on, folks. But again, folks, again, if if they can get you to believe absurdities, they can get you to commit atrocities. That's an absurdity. We all know why he went. And I wanted to take the time because it's a similar thing. It turns out that within hours of them raiding Trump's compound down there at Mar-a-Lago, Hunter Biden jumps on Air Force One to go to Kiowa Island, where they're all got some Democrat donor, uh, you know, multi-trillion-dollar mansion down there, right on uh, Kiowa Beach, you know. And and he rode along. Now, folks, I I think that's absolutely improper. But I want to tell you, it's 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 okay. You can do it. And 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 again, just like she says, oh, spouses, my well, spouse can't come, my son, my son can't come. Right, folks, we're paying for all that. So forget about him. Look, I think the bigger problem is he went over there and made money. And again, that's why he's going. I mean, how how stupid do you they think we are? Right. I know why you brought him along, because you go and you see, oh, that's the speaker of the House, the third ranking person in the United States of America. That's her son. I'm pretty sure if I do something nice for that son, I'll get favor with that person. I mean, folks, folks, a child could understand that. okay? And again, the fact that Pelosi would do that out in front. But again, folks, that this has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. And I'm not singling out Pelosi. Biden does it right. I mean, I I remember telling somebody I can't remember who I remember telling something about the fact that when uh, when uh, Joe Biden was the uh, vice president of the United States, um, that Hunter somebody somebody wrote an article that revealed that Hunter had been on like, I don't know, 100 trips or something um, over to to various places. And, And they were shocked by that you know, and I was thinking, well, you know, <laughs> I, to me, that's evidence of the corruption. But to me, the bigger problem is when you go on business trips, are, are you allowed to take your spouse? Are you allowed to uh, take your son or your daughter? Did they, did they, you know, did they get a, a, a hotel room for free? If you're in the federal government, they do. And again, I, I, you know, again, I, I, I suppose a little bit of credit to the reporter for asking the question, but folks, this stuff is just, it's, you know, you're, you're basically lost when you're at this point. So, Here's a story that uh, showed up in my Twitter feed I thought I'd share with you. And, and again, it, it, a lot of people are getting this one wrong. A lot of people think, think this is a good idea, but um, Houston School District approves 2 million. Didn't speak there, folks.,, million. Two million, to purchase weapons, ballistic shields, and more for district's police officers. Now folks, we got a big time major league problem already, but here, let me tell you something, this overreaction to shootings and violence. That's why, again, I tell you all the time, there's only one system that's the rule of law, the Constitution. All other systems lead to tyranny. All right. And here's an example right here. Because people are fearful of what's going on. If you go look at the statistics, you're no more likely now. In fact, you're a lot less likely now in in human history, in American history, to be shot with a firearm. You just are. I could go into the stats. It doesn't matter. Right. Now you're going to spend two. Houston's going to spend two million. Well, Dallas is going to end up spending some money, and then every other school district in Texas is going to spend some money, and it's going to get to the other states. Guess where that money's coming from, folks? Guess where that money's going? That money's going to friends of the school district, to friends of the mayor, friends of the city council. They'll then give them campaign distributions. They'll then give their friends better jobs. Folks, that's not the rule of law. The rule of law is everybody is treated equally. You go out there, you work. Those that work harder get ahead a little bit more. There's a safety net, et cetera. This type of thing right here should not be celebrated. Oh, look, we're finally going to get out there and protect the children. No, we're not. Give me a break. They've just figured out another way to steal our money. I just, anyway, so here's a commercial from Boston Children's Hospital. I, I, I Folks, I, I may not even comment. I just want you to listen to the commercial. Again, Boston's Children's Hospital, Boston, Massachusetts. Take a listen. gender hysterectomy is very simple. Oh gosh, this is killing me. I thought I had that thing open so I could fix it quickly, and I don't. Sorry about that. All right, folks, I promise over the weekend I'm going to try to figure out how to get this computer more memory cuz I over I've overwhelmed the system and it's it keeps switching back. Sorry. Here we
1: go. hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the of the uterus and the fallopian tubes which are attached to the sides of the uterus some gender affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of
0: the
1: but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophrectomy and not every gender affirming hysterectomy includes that and people who are
0: all right folks you get the idea i don't know why that thing is acting the way it's acting but um i'm not going to comment further other than that's boston's children's hospital they're advertising for this, folks. Advertising. They're encouraging you to do it. They're making money off of this crap, okay? Uh, here's John Bolton, former national security advisor for many, 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 many Republicans, considered a conservative Republican. Again, this one I think will speak for itself, right? It's a for those who are into Latin. Oral, could you think? I just switched it. I just fixed it. Ah, come on. What in the world is going on? It's bizarre. Folks, I don't know what's going on. Let's try it again. John Bolton.
2: That we're safer now than we were under President Trump when he was willing to put missiles into Syrian air bases with Russians on the base. What's going on here, sir? He didn't understand, because he didn't understand fundamentally much of anything about international affairs. His decisions were not based on a coherent philosophy or a coherent policy. And we were safer. Uh, they but were, we were erratic. Safer. He, he kept, pulled, he, well, he, he kept under leaders, Donald Trump, he kept he pulled, world leaders on their He signed a deal with heels, the Taliban. So he kept them on their back feet. He, they didn't no, know where he, he was did. coming from. And that made us safer.
0: All right, folks, i got to get to the Fauci effect. That's a conservative Republican, but you know, the Republicans that signed off on the subpoena or they're televi- tel- uh, testifying for the January 6th committee, nothing to see there.
1: It's called the Fauci effect, which is sort of like, you know, trust me, I'm, I, I don't get excited about that. <laughs> I mean, it's nice, but I mean, it's, it's, I, people go to medical school now, people are interested in science. Not because of me, because people, most people don't know me who I am. My friends know me, my wife knows me, but people don't know me. It's what I symbolize. And what I symbolize in, a, in an era of the normalization of untruths and lies and, and all the things you're seeing going on in society from...
0: That's the Fauci effect, folks. You're now all caught up to date in the news of the day. And if you like this live stream, I hope you tune back in tomorrow.